Hi, this is Charles Maxwood, and I've been asked more times than I can count, how do I stay current? There's a lot to this question, and I'm working on a solution, code badges. That's right, you heard me right. Basically, the idea is, is that you come and do a code badge, and that gets you an introduction to a topic. Then you can decide if you want to pursue it further. But while working on the badge, you gain enough proficiency to be able to pick it up again if you need. A lot of technology comes through on the bleeding edge, and not all of it sticks, but the principles do. So doing badges on the technologies that will get you ahead will provide you with experience needed to stay competitive. Plus, it offers social proof that you know something about the topic. The project is on Kickstarter right now. You can support it and get on the launch list at codebadge.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My JavaScript Story. This week, we're talking to Sergio Crisostomo. Uh, Sergio, do you want to say hello? Yeah, hello. I'm very, very happy to be part of this show. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, just a quick reminder, we are interviewing podcast listeners now and not just podcast guests. So Sergio, he answered an email that I sent out to the e email list. If you go to devchat.tv, you can join the list and get emails like he did. And uh, yeah, anyway, it was uh, terrific to just, I, I love seeing people with a smiling face coming on, you know, they listen to the show and they get stuff out of it, which is always nice to hear. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just talk through your story and see what your perspective is on things. So just to get rolling, how did you get into programming? Yeah, well, the, the beginning was with the Spectrum 128K when I was a kid. And uh, of course, most of my friends just played games with cassettes loading. And I started to get more curious about coding and started to write really simple things like mostly plotting lines on the screen. I thought it was really cool to do it with basic. So that was where I got uh, infected with the programming, you can say. Awesome. Yeah, Spectrum. I'm trying to remember. I've heard of those ones, but I haven't actually played with them. Yeah, it was like the Amiga concurrent uh, yeah oh, okay. that kind of that generation gotcha. yeah so like 30 years ago i was gonna say that makes you about my age i think <laughs> so yeah, uh so, yeah. I'm, I'm 78 born 78 so you yeah i'm oh, there you now. go yeah 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 i was born in 79 so okay yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so was it basic that you were programming or something else yeah, exactly, basic. And uh, I, I got stuck with it uh, in a way that I really liked it. And then I had a, a cousin that also got inspired from me. And, and then we together, uh, yeah, started doing stuff together. It was really fun to not be alone, just to try to show each other things we were doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that took some years. And then uh, better computers came and better games. So I stopped programming because it was more fun or more fast, at least, to play games. Uh, but then it turned out that I was already, yeah, it, it got stuck into me. So I came back to it later on in life. Yeah. Very cool. So what was it about programming that got you interested? Because some people, they get in, you know, they try it and they're like, yeah, this isn't for me. So what was it that, that got you excited about it? I think it was with, with specific with basic, it was like a combination of problem solving, not knowing the rules and trying to hack them, trying to, to find out. Because uh -huh. I didn't have any book, I didn't have any manual to follow. I just tried right. yeah, to put code working. And then, of course, to see on screen things that I created. Because it was really magic to get all those games and things happen on the screen and you don't know how they are done. And suddenly I was doing small steps towards that. Mm -hmm. And it felt really empowering to feel that I could also yeah, write some lines and things happen on the screen. 
So I think problem solving most of it and then getting to see things happening. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's funny because when I was a kid, I was doing like logo with a little turtle. That you put mm-hmm. the pen down and make it move. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same kind of thing, right? Where it was, oh, I can make shapes. Oh, I can make interesting shapes, you know? And then yeah, uh, some of the exactly. things from there. So yeah, I, I definitely get that. How did you wind up then becoming like a professional programmer? What, what was your journey there? Yeah, that's a long journey. The thing is, I, I was I did my high school and I had the, mm-hmm. because my family, it's a lot of musicians. So I had both music conservatory and high school going on. And when I was 18, I had quite good grades in math and physics. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, for me, natural because, uh, as I said, my family was musicians. So in the end of high school, I had both good grades in music and math and physics. So I, I thought, well, what should I do? Should I go engineering or should I go music? And my father, that is a musician, said, you go engineering because music, you don't get paid. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it was yeah, I did what he wanted. So I went to robotics program engineering in, in Lisbon. And I, it turned out that I, I really liked it, of course, but I felt my fingers couldn't play as fast as I wanted in my brain. So my mm-hmm. musical ideas were not coming as fast in my fingers because I was not practicing. So after two and a half years, I quit uh, that uh, program. And uh, during that time, of course, a lot of thinking from that that area, like engineering, to to, co- to contrast with music, came into me, and I, I kept it. And also, there were some Pascal subjects that I did. It, I, I didn't feel really inspired by it. I thought still the memories I had from childhood were stronger than what I got Pascal. So I went to music university and did my master's in uh, classical violin. Yeah, so that's my, my, still today, my highest level of university education. So with that, I moved to Sweden from Portugal because I felt in love with the concept they have here for schools, which is called mm-hmm. Folkoskola, where you can live in the school and study 24 hours, whatever you want. And it okay. seems really fantastic. So I started working there. And then after a while, I got head of the music department. And then I, I needed, for example, a database library for our scores. So I started programming one. And more or less at the same time, my ex-wife, which is Swedish, needed a website for renting houses in Portugal. Mm-hmm. And it, I did the HTML and CSS. It went quite good. But suddenly she needed to, a calendar to manage things. And it was getting really messy, you know, to have things on mail. So I asked this cousin that I had from childhood that had become a computer engineer. Oh, I need your help now after all these years. And he said, yeah, great. I can help you. I don't have time to do it myself, but I will guide you through it. Right. So I started with PHP website and then he said, oh, there is this JavaScript library. You check it out, either jQuery or Motools, because it was his references Mm -hmm. from childhood. And uh, we ended up taking Motools at the time. And for me, everything was really new and I didn't know anything about either PHP and JavaScript. So I just, yeah, you know, fake it till you make it. (laughs) So that was kind of my journey, trying to hack and making things happen. And after some years, I got the website working, PHP and the Motools on the front end. And I ended up also getting involved with the Motools community because I needed Mm -hmm. someone to answer questions for me. I I had no one in my day-to-day life that could help me that so the motools community and of course stack overflow 
were really important uh, keys for me to continue uh, that yeah because I, I love solving problems and it was maybe a bit too big of a problem to like build a website with a calendar and the booking system and stuff but uh, yeah I, I i managed with with help and so this was while i was doing uh, full-time uh, music work both touring around the world and and uh, as a head of the music department and then after some years, it was needed a, one more upgrade on the website to synchronize house owners and taxi drivers and cleaning people so that mm-hmm. everything would be, when a booking comes, uh, emails will fire out to these people so that they accept it and get instantaneous bookings for things, yeah, coordinated. Right. So I upgraded to Node.js on the server and then the front end I did with React. And because uh, most people from Motul's had went to work on Facebook and uh, React was really popular and stuff. So I was, yeah, then I was programming quite a lot apart from my full-time job. And then more or less at the same time, the Stack Overflow opened the Portuguese site and I, I thought it was really cool and, and got involved there. And uh, after a while, I got to be one of the mods there. So I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time there helping other people, especially yeah, from Brazil or Portugal that are not so fluent in English. They they can get extra help there with nature, yeah, with the natural Portuguese language that they we speak. So that was also something that got, gave me a lot of um, yeah good feelings to be be in the position of helping back because I got so much from the Motul's community and from Stack Overflow, and uh, yeah, that that made me feel good about contributing to the community, which I've been doing, of course, with the Motul's, for example, helping with bug fixes mm-hmm. and stuff. But it was more concrete. It was people that were having problems that I could solve. It was really cool. So, Interesting. So can yeah. I can I back you up there for yeah. a minute? So you, mm-hmm. you get into Mootools and then you you basically go and switch from PHP to Node. Yeah. Um, what was the reasoning there? Because there are a lot of backend systems. I mean, Java has a whole bunch of frameworks. Ruby has Ruby on Rails and a handful of others. It seems like there are a lot of options for backend. So what, what appealed to you with Node.js? Yeah, I think I, I got stronger and stronger in JavaScript. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, Motools were doing the new website. And I, I got to be one of them that, yeah, it was like two people that were really pushing it forward, me and Ariane. And uh, it was Node.js on the backend. And for me, it was very interesting to see JavaScript performing and doing both sides. So I could right. do JavaScript on the back end and the front end. It, was, it felt so much easier because PHP still has some things that you need to control over. And it's so big community. And with that, so, so much frameworks and stuff you should know. And I felt more comfortable in JavaScript. So I think it was just mostly that, that I was more, I felt stronger in JavaScript. And Node.js was a, a challenge also. Cool. Mm. So what, what kinds of things have you built in JavaScript then? Because it sounds like you've kind of been working on and upgrading the same handful of sites, but you know, have yeah. you done other things? Or are there other interesting things that you're just like, man, this was a really cool project you want to talk about? Yeah. So I started doing some freelance work, yeah, small project in the beginning and helping friends with small things. And, and later, I, I, one day I was doing this interesting football training app where I was doing all the animations on field. So you could, with a finger, draw how the players should move. Like the, the coach would draw a lot of movements and have a tactic 
and then you would have a, a play button with a with a scroll and you could go back and forth and pause and show like 20 players on the field moving and that was quite complex uh, because it should work in different browsers and and uh, tablets and it was really cool because you could plan at home different strategies that you could share between coaches and then show it to the team and put it back and forth and the, the next step would be to save games so you could have positioning of all the players and then replay that uh, animate that on on a yeah on, on on the ipad and that was really interesting and that was a kind of a outside project but quite cool that I was happy with. And uh, yeah, so right I now want to play I'm, I'm with working. That. I'm not even yeah. a coach. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was really cool. It was a, a Danish company that was, uh, yeah, doing that yeah. app to sell to, to trainers. And it works with football, which we were doing, but also, of course, basketball and whatever sport that is team sport. So it was very interesting. Yeah. Nice. Now, when you say football, do you mean football or do you mean American football? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good question. I, I, I'm sorry. As being European, for me, football is just soccer. I mean... Okay, the, good. Uh, no, no, we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, so I felt stronger and stronger in programming. And uh, one day in the school where I was the head of the music department, we got a new principal. And he was doing uh, things that a lot of people didn't agree with. We had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the syndicate people. So I had to both meet and argue for... The, the staff and also for my own uh, yeah my own uh, course with, with my students and my teachers and after a while I thought oh man I'm coming home and I'm angry with my kids and it's not their fault it's because I'm yeah have problems at work so I found this uh, job announcement that I got really curious I've never thought before about like working full-time as a programmer because I'm mm-hmm. an educated musician you know I felt I, I'm very I have a good CV in music and why should I do that <laughs> Right. But this announcement was interesting and I, I was also in a very uncomfortable situation of a lot of conflicts at work. And uh, I thought, yeah, let's give it a shot. So I went to this interview and they gave me some code quizzes so that, that I should yeah, go in and try to answer as mm-hmm. good as I could. And I love that kind of challenges. So I answered them with the answers to the codes and they said, yeah, you know, you're one of the best to answer this. So do you want to work with us? And I was, uh, yeah, I, I thought, wow, now I have a bigger problem than I had before because now I have to choose between careers. And it was really, yeah, I felt great to be recognized, but also really strange. And then we talked a bit and some negotiations so that I was really sure this was going to be correct. And it turned out great. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice uh, people working there. I got to be in charge of a, a big refactor of Backbone app. Uh, in the beginning, we, we thought about going with React, but then we changed to Vue. And uh, right now, we, yeah, we're doing, continuing that big refactor. And I, I, I'm yeah, a senior developer there. And also now I became the yeah, CTO of that uh, kind of small company with 20 people. But it's growing really big and it feels really fun. So yeah, that was a game changer for me. Is your job search stuck? Maybe you're not getting any interviews with employers, or maybe you are, but no job offers. Or you may be new and not even know where to start. This is Charles Maxwood, and I'm releasing a new course and ebook on how to find a job as a software developer. The course walks you through the process of finding the types of companies you want to work for, getting their attention, and putting your best foot forward as the candidate they want. 
I've coached dozens of developers in looking for jobs and have been able to help several people find jobs within two weeks to two months. So whether you're new to development, can't find a great job that fits what you want, or looking for remote work from an area without a strong tech community, I can help. Go to getacoderjob.com and sign up today. Very cool. It's it's interesting too to talk through, okay, so you you know, you weren't happy with what some of the things that were going on in your your uh, regular job, which wasn't a programming job. And then, you know, you, you so you answer an ad and they're impressed with you. And then how long have you been there to be, you know, since you got there now that you're yeah, two, two years ago, almost, almost two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting that a lot of people, they, they get this idea in their head that they kind of have to, uh, the last interview I did, he called it uh, making your bones. And so you have to go slog through the crap jobs and, you know, do all the stuff that people don't want to do. And eventually, you know, you, you make it so that, you can go get the good jobs and, and things like that. But it sounds like that's not necessarily the case that you can go and you can get a job that's great to work at. And even after a couple of years, they may recognize something in you and say, you know what, we, we want you to be the CTO. Yeah. I think it's important also the attitude and to be, well, to, to be able to explain how your previous experiences help in the job that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Because I've been working like with choirs, I've been choir conducting, and that means having fifty people in front of me and having to make them sing happy and with energy. So I'm I'm used to meeting people and and uh, encouraging them or give them some kind of happiness or motivation. And then I've also been working with bands in music, and some of them like fifteen years together, and it's a lot of group psychology happening there. It's a lot of motivation and goals and stuff. And when I can explain that, that I have some, some experience that can be applied with this group of people, with this group of programmers and, or singers or whatever, it's, I think that gave me some, some uh, uh, points there. Uh, because, of course, in, in programming, I'm, I'm not as experienced even as a, like someone that just came out of university. They have a wider knowledge than I have. But mm-hmm. I was good in JavaScript, and they wanted exactly to make a refactor of a JavaScript front end because backend is Python, and that they have people taking care of that. So I was okay there. Then I was also interesting as a leader, a chief, because I've had that experience in the school where I was head of music department, and I was handling like 15 teachers and 50 students that are around 18 to 25. So there is some similarities that I apparently could explain and make them think that I was yeah worth it. And of course, the, the, the umbrella of all of this is there is a lot of need of programmers. I mean, Sweden, where I live, is crying for programmers and people working in the industry. So yeah, of course, that was my way in. Otherwise, other people with better CV would have come first. And I, my, even if I have good sides, they would not, not have been seen. I think that's interesting. I, I I hear a lot of people basically saying I can't find a, a job as a programmer. In fact, I put together a course about it because I had so many people asking me about it. And yeah, I mean, in the larger markets, they kind of have their pick. And I, it hadn't occurred to me, maybe if you go to a smaller market, you know, like Sweden, where there aren't as many people, you might have a better shot because it's easier to stand out if the crowd's not as big. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And in Sweden, one of the Door openers also is is if you're interested in learning 
learning the language. It's very, it's kind of kind of easy to be here one, two, three years speaking English and then go somewhere else. But if you want to learn the language and if you show that you are, yeah, planning to stay for long, then people invest in you in another way. And uh, I was looking to some statistics and the, the the first or second working branch that imported most workforce was programming last year in Sweden. It's growing a lot and 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 a lot of more people is needed. So yeah, if other people are listening out there, welcome to Sweden. Mm-hmm. How what what is the community like out there in Sweden? Yeah, please ask more specific, but it's really interesting people from a lot of countries. It's really mixed. Uh, I've been meeting people from all over the world because Sweden doesn't produce enough Swedish programmers as the market consumes. So it's bringing a lot of people here and uh, I get to meet people from all over the world. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you have a lot of like tech meetups, tech communities? Another measure that I see is, you know, whether or not there are boot camps out there and things like that, teaching people to code. Are you seeing a lot of that start to come up in Sweden or has it been there for a while? Yeah, I think still .NET, you know, Java is, is, is bigger community, at least for, for boot camps and people that are doing JavaScript maybe are more self-taught. Uh, but if you, if you think about meetups, it's really active and Nordic.js is a very important yeah, meeting point for, for a lot of people from all over Europe. So it's really active community, and uh, I, I've been myself engaged in the Vue.js meetup here in Sweden, in Stockholm. I started the meetup because we were one of the first ones to adopt Vue, and I was missing people to talk with. So I, I said, well, I just start the meetup because I've been I've been attending React JS meetup here in Stockholm and other meetups, and I thought, yeah, let's put people together that like this, and yeah, it went really good. So people are both open to meet, uh, even if they are not just doing Vue.js, they want, they are curious. And the other meetups that I've been attending, it's, yeah, really nice atmosphere and you get food and people welcome you and ask who you are and stuff like that. So it's really open. How do you start a group like that? I, I know that a few, so some of the students that I've had for my courses, they're in an area where there really isn't a meetup. So how do you get that started? I, I I recommend them a couple of resources, but I'd love to just talk through that. Yeah. So I went to meetup.com, which is a platform that has kind of all the tools mm-hmm. that you need. And being in a bigger city, they also uh, promote it to other people that might be interested. So you you choose some tags like JavaScript, of course, and maybe React or something else. And then people in other meetups with those from those tags will get a mail. Hi, guys. Someone opened right. this new meetup. Uh, with this, uh, you might be interested. So it's kind of opt-in uh, approach. And uh, the first meetup, I think we had like 20 people. And uh, now we're up to 50, 60 people, uh, which is more or less the size of the core community of UGS people in uh, Stockholm. Very cool. So you mentioned that you're Portuguese and you live in Sweden. Yeah. How, how did that come about? <laughs> Yeah, good question. So it was because of music. Uh, I was here doing uh, doing some tours in Sweden and I went to this school where I ended up working as a guest teacher doing some workshops about Portuguese music. And then I felt in love with the concept of school there. So after some time, I emailed them and said, I want to work there. Do you have a work for me? 
And uh, they said, well, you can have two hours of violin teaching per week. And uh, I had met a Swedish girl, so I thought, yeah, we give that a shot. Let's try that. And the um, first year was a bit tough because I had only two hours a week. And mm-hmm. what I did was to focus a lot of energy into the band that I had. Uh, and we got really nice awards worldwide. Uh, so, so that was good. But then they said in the school, yeah, you did good work, so you can work here full time the year after. And uh, yeah, that was uh, then, then it was worth staying. And uh, after a while, I got to be the head of the music department there. So I was really, uh, yeah, amazed also how they included me, which is, I don't want to be too political, but Sweden is having different political winds now. So they're not so open. Uh, some people in Sweden are not so open to foreigners. The rest are still very open to foreigners. And it's just in my perspective as a foreigner, of course, now I am a Swedish citizen, uh, but it's a lot to win. I bring a new perspective and I learn a lot and I can see both countries' cultures mixing and I learn from it a lot. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. What are you working on right now? Yeah, so now I'm I'm, uh, still in the company. We have a a very big legacy code of Backbone that we have to put into VJS and it's a medical journal app that we are working Mm -hmm. with. So we, a lot of schools in Sweden use our software to yeah write stuff related to uh, doctor appointments to vaccination and stuff like that it has to be stored in sweden with secure data and stuff and the ui is uh, now more and more being uh, uh i'm not programming so much anymore unfortunately but of course i also like the other side of it which is managing people and putting things together and see that we are using kanban now and making sure that things go smoothly and everyone is happy and we produce good code. Yeah, so that's managing and uh, and uh, programming. I got involved with uh, one of the UI libraries for Vue out there, and we are we decided in the company that we are kind of sponsoring it with time and and expertise. So we are uh, also investing some time in those in that library that we use UI components from because we don't. It's not important for us to make our own components. We just want the interface to work so that mm-hmm. our product works for people, yeah. Cool. Is there anything else that you've worked on that you wanted to talk talk to me about or talk to our listeners about? No, nothing. I, 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 I could talk about music a lot because that's my <laughs> background. <laughs> and I, I've, uh, I've been finding more and more people that mix programming with music since I, I, yeah, I meet more people in the programming community more and more people show up. Oh, I also play. Wow, cool. We should play someday and stuff like that. So I think I would say just, yeah, show what you do in your free time and a lot of interesting conversations will show up. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, one more question and then I think we'll go to picks. And that is, I've met a lot of people who are programmers who have some kind of musical background. And I'm curious Mm -hmm. to know what you think the correlation is you know what what is there something that drives that or is it just that you know people and music music and people i, I don't know yeah uh, well i think definitely there is a relation music is a lot of mathematics and programming uh-huh. is also a lot of mathematics a lot of logic at least and um, when you do music you have to yeah play on 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 time on beat and synchronize with other people and 
solve small problems. You have there's so many decisions to take all the time. I, I was part of a um, workshop for for American uh, entrepreneurs where this, the, we were hired as orchestra to be in a hotel room. And it felt like really weird. I mean, why does someone book an orchestra to be in a hotel, like a uh, yeah, hotel room, like a meeting room? And then this uh, conductor said to us, well, here are 20 uh, promising entrepreneurs from the United States, and they are learning uh, important stuff about uh, managing people. So I'm going to conduct you in different attitudes, and let's see how it sounds. And then mm-hmm. he starts to explain all the small decisions that the orchestra has to take and all the different attitudes you can conduct and people get, yeah, different response. So that's problem solving. It's managing people and that's a lot of programming also. So I, I, I really do see the connections there. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, where, where do people go to find you online? Yeah, they, they can find me on GitHub. They can find me... On the I stock overflow Portuguese stock overflow, I'm one of the mods there, and I can give you the links to mm-hmm. my GitHub. Yeah, but my name is not so common, so people find me quite easy. Sergio Crisostomo, yeah, on GitHub. Yeah, yeah, just put those links in the chat, and they'll wind up in the show notes. Yeah, great. I'll do that. All right, well, let's go ahead and do some picks. Do you have some things you want to shout out about on the show? Deploy more, pay less with DigitalOcean, the simplest all-in-one cloud computing platform for developers. Scale and run cloud applications faster and more efficiently with effortless administration tools to robust compute, flexible configurations, networking services, real-time alerts, and rapid provisioning while enjoying industry-leading price-to-performance with a flat pricing structure across all global data center regions at any usage volume. Spend more time building better web apps and less time worrying about managing infrastructure with DigitalOcean. Build your next app on DigitalOcean. Get started with a free $100 credit at do.co slash jabber. Yeah, I would uh, give a suggestion to listen to some uh, Chopin, uh, which is a great composer, and uh, he wrote a lot of nice piano works, and uh, now it's getting uh, dark in Sweden. We are preparing for that dark mm-hmm. autumn and winter times, so listening to some of Chopin's Nocturne is really cool. It gets you into a calm and zen programming mood. So that's a pick that I would like to share. And the other pick is Vue.js. If you don't know it yet, check it out. I think the concept of reactivity is really special and powerful. Of course, I love other frameworks, React, and I don't think that one is better than the other. Is is any more discussion, gratefully, in the community. But Vue does have different approaches to things, and I think it's really cool to check it out. Awesome. Well, I'm going to plug views on Vue while we're at it. If you're a Vue developer, we do have a Vue podcast on devchat.tv, so check it out. And yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea of experimentation, and I also identify with that uh, dark period. I lived in Alaska for a little bit, so um, yeah. Of course, I was there mostly during the summer, so... Instead of it being dark all the time, it was okay. light all the time. 1 a.m., you look out the window and it's still yeah. light outside. So, exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I can imagine what that's like. I'm going to yeah. shout out a few other things here, real quick. Uh, one is I set up a Kickstarter for a project called Code Badge, codebadge.org. And uh, you can get on the launch list there. I also have a Kickstarter up, like I said, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But it's just a project where 
uh, I, I get people asking all the time how they can stay concurrent. And uh, this is just a way for me to put that out there and not only give people a path to staying current, but also give them an opportunity to show people that they're staying current by awarding them badges when they do certain things. So I'll throw that out there on the uh, show notes as well. And yeah, I, I don't think I have any other picks. Uh, you did mention uh, in the chat that you're hiring at, at the place you work. You want to just uh, yeah plug that real quick? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we are growing like 50%. Uh, every year and we really need more people we just hired some people for testing now and uh, if there is someone working wanting to work with Vue.js JavaScript and uh, moving to Sweden I'm really happy to be a mentor because I came here to this country as a foreigner and I've been learning JavaScript on my own so I really like mentorship and give and take so if someone wants to check out Sweden let me know if somebody wanted to apply, what, what kinds of things are you looking for? Especially if they're newer developers. Yeah, uh, we had a, a, an application of a, of, a, of a guy that was too young and too inexperienced. And I told him this, I think you have potential. Go to Stack Overflow, make yourself like 1,000 points in JavaScript tag, and then you get a paid internship at us. Uh, because oh, I want people to... Yeah, show that they can. And if he does that, it's value for himself also. Then he has experience that he can show to other people. Mm -hmm. uh, we are looking for both junior and senior developers. And uh, yeah, if you know JavaScript, we can teach you the rest of Vue.js. Awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I've got about 10 minutes before the next episode uh, records. So um, we'll wrap this up. I'll go prep for that one. And uh, anyway, thank you for coming and talking to us. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me be part of the show. Thank you. Yeah, this was fun. We'll, uh, we'll have another story for you folks next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.